Okay. Without any spoilers, uh-huh. what did you think of Avengers Infinity War? Uh, we talked about it right afterward, and yeah. you were intensely confused. Uh, I'm just mostly baffled at its existence and that it wasn't terrible. I'm more surprised that it was not terrible than I am like feeling positively or negatively about the actual movie. Yeah. There's like so it's so many people. That's when it when people asked me about it, I was just like, it's so big. I don't even it's so much movie. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> but seriously, it is such a ridiculous amount of movie. It's so huge. There's so many people in it. Yeah, it because you get like a halfway through the movie and they're still like introducing whole plot threads, <laughs> like probably more than an hour into the movie. It's absurd. It's There's it almost lot. feels like the whole movie. Well, and that's the thing. It didn't. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I liked it. Good. I enjoyed it when I was there. I still kind of enjoy it now, but it almost. I couldn't recommend it, it to anyone who hasn't seen every single oh, Marvel no, movie. You have to see all of them, basically. If you missed one. You could, probably, you could probably miss. You could have missed Ant Man. Yeah, you could have missed Ant Man, and you could have missed. I mean, The Incredible Hulk, probably. Yeah, but everything else, you got to see if it. You somehow, it all connects. If you somehow caught just Thor one and three, yeah, you'd be fine. You could probably, as long as you had someone tell you what happened, you could piece it together. Yeah. Oh uh, boy, it's I just can't recommend it to anyone unless you. It's no, like if you weren't already gonna see it, then d- don't. It's like the second to last chapter of a book. Yeah, you're just gonna get confused. But then again, I mean, whatever. Well, and I saw there was an article where is it the the New Yorker review? Yeah, where they said it's basically a commercial for all their the other Marvel movies. They were basically saying how it's weird that people just show up and the movie doesn't tell you who they are and stuff. Yeah, and then a lot of the it was weird because a lot of the people who were talking about it were like correct in saying who cares yeah if like the new yorker is bashing the most popular movie franchise ever yeah it's like not what gonna, you think like, they're gonna stop making them because the new yorker anything. was rude yeah uh, but also that's like complaining about yeah the second to last episode of like season one of a tv show that who, would be insane to be like who are oh, these this characters? guy just showed up on the screen who is this guy yeah it's like if you why did they kiss? Do they know each other? Yeah. It's like, I don't think it's that much to assume for the makers of this movie to think. People have probably seen these other movies. Yeah. Because they all made a billion dollars. Exactly. Everybody saw them. And it's like, if you didn't see them, then don't see this one. Yeah. It's fine. You already got a good track record going. Keep it up. Yeah. It's like, you're not... That's the thing. You're not missing anything that like needs to be seen, really. You would just be missing like the partial conclusion of this thing that you've put a lot of time into. Right. Like it's, there are good it's jokes. TV, it's TV yeah. shows as movies. It's like basically. a TV show. And like the jokes are good. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed watching it. it but it's fun. like, I, I wouldn't tell someone to watch 20 hours of back movies just so you can enjoy this. Yeah. Just to understand good. what all of these things <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. And but who it's who these yeah. people are and what their relationships are yeah. or not. Have yeah. these people met before? Why are they so mean to each other? Yeah. Like, and the other thing that's good about it, apart from the it, that there were things that were funny, was just how weird it all is. It's very weird. Which is also why I think I came out of it more baffled than anything. Because it's like, they because they have to mix all these different movies together. Like, they all a lot of them have their own tones. Yeah, and I mean, Guardians like, versus... Like, Captain America. Yeah, and which is 
funny but yeah like their tones are just so yeah or like doctor strange and like amazing spider-man right those are those two movies are very different even though they came out like a year apart uh and then they you know gotta mash those together and so the whole it just makes the whole thing feel weird but that's the thing that they did right is just lean into it pretty much just make everybody do weird stuff yeah and it was entertaining it was so yeah that was a plus so much. So much. So much. So much. So much. So somebody at work brought up time travel for some reason, and yep. somebody else was like, what kind of time travel are you doing? Is it like Back to the Future time travel or mm-hmm. Terminator time travel? Mm-hmm. That just got me thinking about like time travel mechanics in movies. Yeah. And how... There's a lot of really good ones, but mm-hmm. they're only really good if the time travel mechanic matches with a story you want to tell. Yeah. Because there's like the dumb debate is which of these could really happen? Because guess what? None. None of them are gonna happen. We are all time traveling all the time forward at the rate of one second per second. That's the only <laughs> way it's ever gonna go down. Right. But the actual good Other than I guess like when people are flying through space. Yeah, the the ones that are maddening are the movies that Use time travel, and it seems cheap, mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit what they're going for. I mean, the obvious. I mean, those two examples I think are the two kind of best right off the bat examples of ones to think of. Yeah, because Back to the Future is really satisfying because their time travel method is like the ripple effect. Yes. So anything that happens in the past, like slowly makes its way forward. If it's a small change, mm-hmm. and the bigger the ripple, the faster it goes. Okay, yeah. So, like, if uh, Marty, like, killed his dad, Mm -hmm. then that would travel super fast and he would just fade away. Okay. But if he, you know, accidentally falls out of the tree Mm -hmm. instead and his parents, like, are still around, they just haven't, like, had their big meet cute, then it goes really slow, but it's still going. It's a little bit less permanent. Yeah, exactly. Because this thing could still happen to fix the timeline. And I think that is, like, super awesome storyline wise. Sure. Yeah. Well, and. Back to the Future, I feel like we've said this before, basically yeah. perfect movie. It is the perfect movie. Uh, but like, part of what makes the time travel in Back to the Future cool is, like you said, like it fits with the tone. Like yeah. It's like a weird, it's like kind of sci-fi, but like not really. And well, it's, the, it's all based around this thing that Doc Brown invented that's almost like, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's so cool about it is that time travel in that movie is literally... The only real reason they use time travel in the first place is for Marty to realize that his parents are huge hypocrites. Yeah. And that's it. Like, <laughs> or at least his Kinda, mom. Yeah. It's <laughs> to show that, like, beneath this, like, veneer of, like, perfection that the 1950s seemed yeah. like everyone was doing all the same things. Yeah, being kinda, teenagers and, have kind of always been the same. Right, exactly. And yeah. so, like, it... Time travel is just this like mechanic mm-hmm. that they use to yeah. for him to like come to this realization, which is super great. And then mm-hmm. you know the plot kind of drives forward because he has to get his parents back together, which is really yep. funny. Yep. Well, and it's also cool because he is he has that while he's interacting with his parents. Yeah. And so it's not like he goes back to the future later and it a lot of stuff happens different there. I mean, like the future's obviously changed. Yeah. But like. He has to learn how to, like, treat his teenaged parents as, like, basically normal people. Right. Instead of weird parents. Yeah. Because your parents aren't normal. (laughs) Yeah. 
Actually, it feels like it's kind of a metaphor for that because there's a point in which you become an adult Mm -hmm. and you have to look at your parents like, oh, you had a life. Yeah. You're not just, you see your teacher like outside of school and you're like, what? This doesn't work. Like you just stay at school and you sleep in a coffin. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like teachers, you know, or like everybody. Yeah. Adults like were kids once. And well, and I think that's why they would have made the movie with him as like an older teen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Presumably about to be done. Right. With his it's parents, like that this kind of thing. Time travel is all this giant metaphor, but at the same time, it's literally time travel and awesome. Yeah. It's great. It, kind of, it works on every level yeah. possible. Yeah. What were you gonna with like Terminator? How how do you think that one's different? That one is different because in that one, that's the time paradox. Yeah. So well, that's a weird one because you never really see the future in those, right? But that's what I like. You just about wait it. for the next movie, and then you find out, oh, stuff in the future is like this, apparently. Right. But the whole point of the first movie is that this guy goes back in time to save the leader of the resistance, mm-hmm. and we find out that by him going back in time, he becomes the dad of yeah, the, resi- uh, the leader yeah. of the resistance, and he had to travel back in time in order yep. to impregnate this guy's mom. Yeah, and becomes his, his boss's dad's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the strangest thing ever. Yeah, and that one's different because that's how it always was. Right. That's that's yeah. That's what's so weird about it is that like in Back to the Future it changes it slightly because mm-hmm. you know And he had he, to fix it. Right. And he fixes it for the better. Because it happened without him the first time yes. around. And in the Terminator it was all sort of meant to be. Yeah. And but it's really satisfying. Regardless. Yeah. Like it time paradoxes shouldn't be satisfying because mm-hmm. it's like what was the original instance of this? Yeah. But also, who cares? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, the story's and, good. It, yeah. The thing is, if they make you care about, like, wait, what's the original instance? They're not telling the story right. Yeah. Because you're thinking too much about that and not about how satisfying the story is. Or about the character doing whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, like, when Kyle Reese brings up a picture of her, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, your son gave me this. Mm-hmm. Your future son gave me this. And <laughs> and you are kind of getting this vibe that, like, he's, like, clearly fallen in love with this yeah. woman. and. It's so weird, like, but it's so like, oh yeah, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, because well, you're satisfied with the fact that, of course, this guy would be totally obsessed with her mm-hmm. because he's heard so many stories about her, and he loves her son as like like a brother, basically. Yeah. So. Well, and so, do you think they ruined it in Terminator Two? Because oh, because the they say that the apocalypse they put off the apocalypse, kind of. Yeah, they kind of changed the. I don't. It kind of feel and obviously Terminator Two rules. Yeah. But it kind of does feel like they kind of undid the whole last movie, or at least the the finale of it, kind of. Yes and no. I think kind of in the same way that Alien and Aliens are two kind of different movies, yeah. but they use the same stuff. Terminator Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is a whole different movie, almost. Oh, absolutely. Because it's not about this cool time loop and this crazy, scary robot. Yeah. It's instead about this kid having a father figure, finally. I think it's cool that there's like one movie that is just the paradox that always had had to happen. Yeah. And there's one movie where Skynet messes it up by doing it, well, trying it again. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I mean. Just that in the first one, it kind of was like a cohesive itself concept of time travel. Yeah, for sure. And then the second one, they kind of went with the other kind of time travel. Yes. So uh, then it almost. I mean, that's the thing. You don't usually think about these things while you're watching it. I've just seen both of those movies too many times. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, they kind of went with a more Back to the Future style. But the trick is that it works because it makes the story so awesome. It would be really sad if they did that and like the apocalypse happened anyway. It's really satisfying that the Arnold Terminator, yeah. now the good guy this time, yeah. like succeeds in his mission. 
mm-hmm. and that John Connor, the kid John Connor succeeds, and that what's her name, Linda Connor, right? Uh, no, that's the actress's that, name. Oh, Linda, uh, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. It's it feels good that Sarah Connor finally succeeds because yeah. the whole previous movie she was like terrified, and so yeah. it's like a little more of a feel good movie, and that's okay. It works really well, well. I think the first one kind of also ends as like you assume that they did it. Yeah, which true. is good. Actually, that's the thing. Maybe but that's what it feels like. She had to go through this horrible thing for it to happen. Yeah, sort of. Well, that's what's. Yeah, that's and, true. and, and, this, and the future feels inevitable. Yeah. Versus and, this one, it doesn't feel inevitable anymore. And the second one, she's a bit more of in a take charge kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's interesting about it is so you have the first one, and it gets to the end, and you're like, they did it. Mm-hmm. You kind of assume that they completed it, and then the second one, it's like. Oh, like turns out they didn't really, but this time they really got it. And then it's like by the time the third like and you can kind of deal with that. Yeah. And then by the time the third one comes around, it's like, okay, so well actually the third one they kinda got ahead of all of that by just having it happen. Right. Which you think would have to make it the last one. I will argue that the one kept making them. The one difference about the second one is that the second one is sort of an almost alternate timeline. But they explain that Skynet got faster it was going to be uh, earlier because they left a robot hand behind and so but that doesn't really work because the whole deal with the first movie is that all uh, of the entire plot was always the thing that happened yeah you're right because it's kind of a closed loop that way see now we're arguing about the semantics yeah but see that's the thing is like when you're watching the movie you're like oh yeah yeah of you course yeah it, it makes sense it's very nitpicky but what else we don't have anything better to do so that's the problem <laughs> yeah that's that's i think some good time travel i think yeah i think the the bad ones are the ones that i'm thinking of one movie right now that i really enjoyed a lot and i haven't seen again since Mm -hmm. but the time travel is really unsatisfying what is it have you seen the movie looper yeah okay yep that one is a very cool movie aesthetically Mm -hmm. joseph gordon levitt and bruce willis are each other kind of Mm -hmm. older and younger themselves yeah and they make some cool future stuff yeah and you can only send people like backwards you can't send them back forwards again Mm -hmm. it's just like a one 30 minute or a 30 year loop kind of but it's not satisfying because it all kind of hinges on this sort of this guy making himself into a paradox kind of which is cool Mm -hmm. mechanically there's one point in the movie where the premise is that these assassins are assassins for a long time and they like have this huge amount of they assassinate people from the future mm-hmm. because in the future you can track murder basically yeah like no matter what and so they're sending them back somehow they figure out time travel but they can only send people back 30 years yeah it's such a convoluted exercise but it works for this thing yeah so they send people back 30 years to be murdered and if you're one of these assassins you do that for them until they send your older self back and then you have essentially a time limit of how long you know you're gonna live yeah because they don't want you to like they aren't gonna just gonna let you retire, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, and so one guy fails. At some point, they send you back to kill your past self, yeah, or they or send your, your future self. Yes, they send your future self back, and you have to kill them. And then they give you a bunch of money. Yes, they give you, you like an absurd amount of money. Yeah. And so, they, man. So, one part's really satisfying, and that's that one guy attempt or like sees himself and refuses to kill himself. Yep. And so that guy, the old version of him. Start like he basically runs away, mm-hmm. and then eventually you he starts like seeing stuff like scratch into his skin. Yeah, 
And it's like messages like come to this address. Yeah. And then he starts like losing body parts. Yeah. And it's like super horrific and terrible because what they're doing is they're like doing all these things to young. They're him. torturing his past self. And then he is like, you know, like all this is like he's has all these old scars and he's losing fingers yeah. and toes and stuff. Yeah, that it's was really horrific, and it's like a great visual and really. Yeah, smart. that was the one part of that movie I kind of remembered too. That movie almost seems like, uh, you know, how you see some movies that are almost like a student thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like they clearly had like one cool idea, yep. and then they kind of just need to justify. This would have been a bit. fantastic, yeah, short film. Yeah, but see that, and then the second half it really devolves because they introduce like this kid with psychic powers. Yeah, and all this other crazy stuff that, that just didn't need to be there. Yeah, and so. And the, like, end, the end is unsatisfying because it explicitly uses time travel, even in ways that they have set up as rules, which are fine, but it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. So that one's like an unsatisfying use of time travel, I think. The first half, great. Yeah. Really clever. They should have just ended it there. Yeah. But, you know. You I got a weird one for you. Yeah. Kind of the opposite of that. In that one, they can only go backwards. Yeah. One that's kind of cheating, and I kind of alluded to this earlier about people who are like traveling through space, that yeah, kind sure. of thing. But, like, a weird example of one of my favorite uses of time travel is uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, kind of... I just of, bought that on DVD. Yeah, it's great. Weekend. And it's it's basically not that because they do go through some sort of time warp. Yes. It's not just that they're traveling through... They're supposedly going yeah. through, like, a wormhole. Yeah. And it ends up, like, pushing them way forward yeah. in time. But, like... Spoilers for, like, 50-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers in the, for And Planet they were on the Earth the whole time. They were on Earth the whole time. Uh, he sees the stat. That's the thing. They put the Statue of Liberty like on the DVD cover now. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like everybody knows. But he sees the Statue of Liberty and realizes that he's been on Earth the entire time. Yes, and humans have devolved and apes have evolved. Yep, and the humans they destroyed the Earth through probably nuclear war or something. Yeah, or, yeah. And exactly. apes have taken over the Earth. That's actually explicitly what it is because in the in the sequel, which you remember. Yeah. Which is also absurd. Way <laughs> weirder than the first one. And what's really funny is that the third and fourth Planet of the Apes movies also involve time travel. Hmm. Because the nuclear explosion from the atomic bomb that goes off in the second movie mm-hmm. sends, not Zaius, but two of the other monkeys yep. back in time. Hmm. Like they're in a spacecraft. Yeah. And it sends them back in time. And they go back to 1960s Earth or 1970s Earth. Wow. Yeah. And then there's like, that's where the whole, that's where Caesar comes from because Caesar is their baby. It's the first, like, talking ape on Wait, Earth. whose baby? What? The two t- t- monkeys that time travel back in time. Yeah. So in movies three and four of The Planet of the Apes, yeah. those two apes travel back in time, uh-huh. and they're, like, talking to people and stuff, yeah. and they have a baby. Yep. The baby's name is Caesar. Oh. Which is where they get all this from the new Planet the of the new Apes. Movies. Okay. Yes, I Caesar thought you were saying from. that like it was the new movies were meant to be some sort of like soft reboot, and I just <laughs> missed that there were two like two talking apes. totally human esque apes. How great would that have been? That would have been pretty. I weird. would have totally watched yeah, that awesome. tie-in, especially if they would have had those two be still with like the masks and everything. Yes. But they would sort of made all the new apes CGI. And yeah, that would have been fit at all. Incredible. Um, wow, I want to see that movie now. <laughs> But yeah, I think... Yeah, you're right, though. That kind of time travel is... I mean, it's almost kind of cheating because it just completely avoids all the problems by just going forward. Yeah. You know? But it's also kind of great. Um, well, and that's like the... That's like the movie, uh, The Time Machine, too. Yeah. Or the book. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that because, yeah, that's one of the only things where I haven't seen the movie, but I have read the book weirdly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And that, like... 
it's pretty straightforward. Dude just keeps going forward in time. Right. And the movie in the movie just gets weirder and weirder. It's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Guy Pierce is in it and he's great regardless, yeah. but he's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. But there's one incredibly awesome scene in the movie. And so it's when he's just starting to go forward in time. So he's mm-hmm. in, you know, late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And they go to like 2080 or something like that or mm-hmm. 2100. Yep. And he stops, and he starts talking to people, and they're all really confused as to who he is and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you see some stuff in the background, like this big news screen going on. It's like, they're going to start mining on the moon or yeah. whatever. Or like some nuclear test or whatever. Yeah. And then he travels forward just a little bit more for some reason yep. and stops again. And the moon has blown up. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's freaking out. Like, the yeah. whole world is just in chaos. <laughs> And he looks up, and the moon, yeah, is in, like, pieces, basically. Yeah. And then, they, and then you know, then he gets basically, like, conked on the head. Mm-hmm. And he travels into, like, 800,000 A.D. or something like that. Yeah. And that's where the main plot of the and book. And that's where it gets crazy. Yeah. yeah but then he, then he stops <laughs> it somehow. He that in there. Yeah. And then he, well, then he looks up, and then the moon is just, like, a ring. Oh, cool. Like, it's become dust. It's yeah. really cool. That is cool. Well, and I think those kinds of movies... That's the nice thing about time travel is it lets you have those little details. Yeah. That you that's couldn't true. otherwise. Yeah. Like it does really forward passage of time. Yeah. Is a really cool thing that we don't get to yeah. see very often. Well, and it can show you what people think the future is gonna be like, which is always fun to explore. Like, like Back to the Future too. Like Back to the Future too. The best future that's ever. Probably the most I mean, that's gotta be the most memorable part of Back to the Future too, right? Hundred percent. Is just the depictions of the future. Well, now the, the now the most memorable thing as, Yeah, oh, now the most ahead. memorable thing is that nineteen eighty five alternate Biff is basically Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Like one to one. They literally did it. Which yeah. is hysterical. Uh, but before that, yes, the future, like, you know, Jaws whatever one that is. Jaws eight or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh joking about the Cubs winning the World Series. Oh yeah, totally. The hoverboard. Yes. Everything with the hoverboards, the, the shoes, the, the, the self-fitting clothes yeah. and self-drying clothes. Yeah. And like the clock tower is all holographic now and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Everything's holograms. I like that a lot. <laughs> but some stuff that's really cool is like they scan her thumbprint, uh mm-hmm. Jennifer's thumbprint, and like, oh yeah, we gotta bring her to this house. Like she's oh, just yeah. in the system. But then they also have things like fax machines are big. Yeah. <laughs> They, so were really, they didn't quite nail it. Man, that part is really great. I forgot about that. Yeah. That it just prints out like a bunch of faxes that say you're fired. <laughs> yeah, from like all over his house. Yeah, like every room in the house has a fax machine. Yeah. <laughs> and like the TV has like six channels and they're all blaring at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I would even enjoy And that. they like dehydrate Pizza Hut. Yeah, they like, give him a pe- tiny pizza and then it blows up <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the oven it's in really like five seconds. Fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of like that part, when they get to the house, the house is like legitimately stupid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything else in that movie is almost perfect, but the house is a little dumb because, one, you've got uh, Michael J. Fox playing all of the parts of the mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Even the girls and stuff. And then, yeah. like, just, like, Jennifer Shue just shows up yeah. eventually. Although, but, part of that is also that they had to have Crispin Glover's character yes, upside, upside down. down because they couldn't get Crispin Glover. Yes. So which they is had so to, crazy. Like, they had to, like, get close enough. That's the only really, truly weird thing about the Back to the Future sequels is that... Since they couldn't get Crispin Glover, well, it makes sense, but like that they basically had, you know, Michael J. Fox play all of his ancestors. Yeah. Which is really odd. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that, like, oh, yeah, you you know, it's like a, he looks like his ancestors or whatever. But like, when you have a dad that looks like Crispin Glover, you got to think like (laughs) some of that's going to come through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 
But uh, I guess it is all his... No, it's not all his mom's side. The McFly side. That's George. Yeah. Okay, so that makes no sense. I'm because mad at Because the... his... In three, his... Yeah, because they make fun great, of him for great, being an great Irish grandma is yeah. played by the same actress who plays his mom. Which is so insane. <laughs> Are we meant to like read into that there's like all sorts of inbreeding happening? Like that's gross. Uh yeah. I don't know. But then also Let's not get too into that one. It gets way better when you like see all the Biff precedent and antecedent, like all like yeah, him in yeah. every era. This makes sense. That one's great because it's like he his Grandpa was a jerk, and he just has incredibly strong genes. Yeah, and they're all horrible genes. Yeah. Well, the other part about Back to the Future Two that is the other most memorable thing that is always fun about time travel movies. Yeah. Is the sports almanac. Yes. And how he uses it to you know cheat and make money basically right. cheat on gambling. Which the other best part of time travel movies, I feel like. A lot of times when it's movies that are going to the future, a lot of it is like, what do you think the future is going to be like? And that's what's interesting about it. Yeah. But whenever you're going into the past, it's got to have a little bit of a thing of like, what would you do? You know, because oh, like, we sure. know what the past is like enough that you could go back and like, I'm smarter than these people. Yeah. Like, I know what's going to happen. These roughly. rubes. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's almost like, yeah, imagine yourself that you can go back with all the knowledge that you have now yep. into the distant past yeah. and uh, try to take advantage of the situation, right. basically. And it's so funny because don't they mention that in like the first movie a little bit? Like, what are you going to do? Like, go back and bet it all or you know, like buy Play the lottery or something, or something like that? that? Yeah, I yeah. Know. I don't remember. Maybe. I think they do something like that. But they really like... I think that's the best part of 2 is that it gets to play around with... All the ideas they didn't get to do in one. Yeah, because different people have different priorities if they're going to go to the past. Right, totally. Because Docs is always, you know, trying to keep the universe together. Yes. He has the emo because he's the only one who knows what's going on, how right. it works. Yep. Uh, but well, yeah, the, somebody the, like Biff is totally going to try to just make a bunch of money off Yeah, it. and the thing is that he just wanted to go into the future. The only yeah. reason they, that Marty went into the past is because Doc put in, like, he was giving him examples of dates. Like, say you want to mm-hmm. see the birth of Christ. And oh, he does, yeah, like, yeah. December 25, <laughs> 0, 0, 0, 0 AD. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and then he says, or the when I invented this thing. And yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because he was always that was his whole deal was that he wanted to see the future. Well, was he a big fan of the book, The Time Machine? Then, uh, well, in the third one, he, talks about being in a Jules Verne. Yes, they kind of retroactively. The only other bad thing about the sequels is that they add two things for co- consistency's sake that weren't in the first one. Uh-huh. One is that he's his weird Jules Verne thing. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because he would yeah, be, of I mean, course, because he, you know, he's grown up in the 30s probably. Yeah. But the other thing is that they make Marty, like, his trigger essentially be that he's a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> he can't handle being called a chicken. But it actually, you know, like, I don't know. It's Does That's when you get into the, the weird stuff. One? No, never. Yeah. Never gets brought never up. Never put that together. They put that, they only start that up in the second one. But yeah. what I do like about that is that you could have a, like, I've heard a fan theory basically that since at the end of the first one, He's basically his parents become like Reagan Republican, yeah. like very successful, eighties <laughs> greed is good excess. Yeah, sure, yeah. Which is such a weird ending, but it fits with the movie. Yeah, but, oh, and just for the times, right? Like that just was... that he goes from being this poor kid to this like extremely wealthy, privileged kid all of yeah. a sudden. True. Like you know, he's got the pickup. Yeah, and all <laughs> that, and he can like has all this freedom to do what he wants yeah and, he's and his got parents his, don't really care yes and his band is successful they're not telling him what to do all the well, time well they've got money and they do something yeah. that they love and yeah. like biff's not like stealing from him all the yeah, time yeah he's like their servant right so <laughs> for some reason so like they basically 
imply that like <laughs> oh this made marty a worse person <laughs> like he's got these triggers he doesn't he has all this pride now that he didn't have before yeah which i <laughs> if that's the case then it's fantastic i, I don't, don't think that's what they, think thought, they thought of it but it's my that's kind of funny in my head it works yeah so i don't know it's just, yeah it's well, great because yeah clearly the rest of his, his siblings became more confident yeah and all that totally. kind of thing they actually have jobs it would be weird if he hadn't changed at all oh for sure but that's the thing. That's the other thing. So for how those movies are set up, the change probably wouldn't have kicked in immediately. No. Right? We'd it, have to follow he, the wave. So we made it back to 1985. And he kind of like beat it back. <laughs> well, I think what happened was he made it back to 1985. Mm-hmm. He tried to save Doc. Mm-hmm. He failed. But then Doc, you know, has the bulletproof vest or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but then he goes to sleep. Yeah. He goes home and goes to and sleep. And by the time he wakes up. Then, and everything's hit, I think. Yeah. That's weird. It's it's fun because his like memories it. are different and stuff. Yeah, totally. So it's like that would be weird. He clearly but his have... memories aren't right. That's the only thing is that his memories aren't different because he traveled back in time with it. Yeah. So, so he so... kind of like avoided it, but I think yeah. it changes him in subtle ways. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, yeah. that's what makes it fun. <laughs> that's yeah. good time travel. You know. It was fun. I'm trying to think, are there any other like big? Oh, the time traveler's wife. Never saw it. It's basically a guy who can't help but time travel yeah. like his body like inevitably just shows up places and yeah. disappears yeah. he just never knows how long he has hmm. that movie was not good other kinds of time travel uh the most perfect time travel ever star trek 4 the one with the whale yeah of course uh we've covered that previously and that's just another one where they just write it off yeah i mean who cares? that's basically did that they come go before well, part of, part of they do actually talk a little bit about it in there in that they try to get whales that were going to be they try to have as little effect on the future as possible yes. other than stealing these two whales. And other than Scotty being like who says he didn't invent aluminum? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that, that's the thing. They Transparent play that, they play that as a joke after they make the setup that they're trying to not change the future. Yeah. And then whenever they do change the future, they're like, it's like a bit. Eh, it's fine. Yeah, like it's, Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't that think of entertaining that. that way. Yeah, and and they write that straight off. I mean, it's basically oh, yeah. back to the future, right? Yeah. They go back in time, they're like, "Whoa, this is weird." It's almost like the Roger Rabbit thing of like you can do it whatever you want as long as it's funny yeah it's a, like as long as the joke is good yeah people are gonna think about that instead and it, they're gonna like ha they may like ruin the future forever and it's right like, eh, whatever nobody's gonna like get to the end where they go to the future again and be like hey wait a minute <laughs> hold on everything should be ruined yeah that would be weird that's really lame that kind of the only other one that i've seen that is more like the terminator is uh that futurama episode where Fry becomes his own grandpa. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that one before? <laughs> yeah, I have. I haven't seen a lot of Futurama, but I've seen that one. It's very strange because yeah. essentially, you know, he goes back in time and this guy he thinks is his grandpa because he looks just like him. Yeah. And then this lady seduces him and the lady is his grandma. Turns out to be his grandma. Turns out. So <laughs> Fry is literally his own grandpa. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> Um, but it's also like incredible how they set it up so yeah and it's very that's the thing i think part of it is that if you're gonna try to make it cohesive yeah then you really gotta do it yeah and if you're you know and if you can't figure out a way to make it cohesive then you gotta go with that other kind of time travel and just say no we're not doing that yeah it's 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 whatever (laughs) yeah and just well even i think in back to the future they kind of talk about like branches oh sure that kind of thing Well, alternate ones like if there's too much going on 
Well, just like that you went back and you changed it, so we're on a different timeline now, and you're like a different yes. Marty. Kind but of thing. the way, but you can change it back if you go back and change what branched it off originally. Oh, you can kind of combine, recombine them. Yes, hmm. or the, that other the 1985 timeline. Well, yeah, because that's actually what happens because he leaves Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, on the stoop or whatever. Yes, and what's going to happen? He says if we if we're successful. It'll change back. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if we're successful, all of this will transform around her, and yeah. she'll still be her, and it'll be fine. Weird. It is weird, yeah. but it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Then that like that other timeline just didn't matter. Yeah. Like the real one is real. I think the ultimate version that I can think of, at least off the top of my head, of even just like of not even trying to make it make sense. Yeah. Is and it being cool is Interstellar. Oh yeah. Because they kind of like They don't even really time travel some well oh you mean the ending kind of? Yeah, he kind of like sends messages back through time. Yes. He doesn't go there. That's right. But he kind of sends messages back through time. Yep. And I think that works just because the whole movie is so weird. <laughs> like they Yeah. It's almost like a not, not like a spiritual it's thematic, thing. It is a spiritual yeah, thematic. It's it's clearly a metaphor. Right. It's for love. It's yeah. all about love. And I think if you It's it basically love transcends all boundaries, even time. Yeah. And that's, you know, a theme that he had to sell by making essentially the sequel to two thousand one A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Which is very strange. Yeah. And I think why a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Because it really they didn't sell it as like, this is about the thematic power of love. Well, and you can make people feel that you're not supposed to be taking what you're seeing literally. Yeah. But, but I don't know, maybe they didn't do it enough. Or maybe they're just the people. I think when people go to a movie now and it's a movie that's in space. Yeah. It attracts a certain crowd. Oh, 100%. And that is a crowd that thinks very literally all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I think a lot of people went into it thinking that this is going to be, you know, Star Trek or whatever. And they're going to have very realistic depictions of time travel. And I think that was actually even in the marketing a little bit. Yeah. We're like, we brought in these people to tell us what it would look like to go into a black hole. Yes, totally. You know, and so I think they kind of attracted people who walked into it thinking... This is going to be finally a realistic space movie. Yep. And I then was they... mad about gravity that she was able to use a fire extinguisher in space to move or whatever I that it was. was. Great. I thought it was awesome. I love gravity. Yeah. But a lot of people were like, ah, it's not real enough. Yeah. So I think they, I don't know. Yeah, totally. Went into it thinking, this is going to be real. Oh, I thought of my last uh, time travel one. Yeah. And this one fits into the Terminator one, and I think it's great. Mm. And maybe even a better one than the Terminator one, mm. which is 12 Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Remember that one's time travel? That one is good. Because they never explain the time travel. They just mm-hmm. say, it's going to really be awful, and you're yep. going to really hurt. Yep. And we got to like do all these things to your body to make Great. it work. Yep. And then he goes back in time, and he's cra- mm-hmm. he seems crazy. Yep. And then he inevitably accidentally uh, causes, causes the thing the- he's trying to stop. Yes. Yeah. Like, the- and that's even better, I think, because it's it does the whole like inevitable thing. Yeah, but at the same time, it's—he's the one that's like he's acting against himself, sort of. Yeah. Well, and, and he, it's satisfying in the end when you find out that it's him—that all these memories were of his future self. Yeah. Well, and at a certain point, he kind of learns that it's going down that way, that he's kind of like causing problems. Yeah, because every time he comes back, they get him back, he's all, like, they're saying, that didn't work this time. Yeah. Something weird happened. Well, and he's kind of, like, putting connections together with, like, who these 
his, what his connection was to this group. Yeah. That like the twelve monkeys. Yeah, and how he just happened to he, be in he, that airport at the time. How he gave uh, Brad Pitt's character the idea for all of it accidentally the first time you met him. Right. That kind of stuff. And so, although, he, but but Brad, that's a red herring. Brad Pitt's not the yeah, guy that yeah, actually yeah. starts it. But, but but he he kind of learns that that he's not really solving anything and he's maybe causing problems. Yeah. But he basically goes back anyway. Because he falls in love with what's her face, right? And that's what's so satisfying about it is that it's even not really though, about the time travel. Yes, it's about him falling in love, and that's why yeah. it's so satisfying when it's like, oh, it was him the whole time. Like, well, at least he got like his <laughs> sort of happy ending. Yeah, like as that's the thing. If it's gonna be like a, this crazy fatalistic thing, yeah, then there's obviously nothing anyone could have done anyway. They right. were all always going to go back. There has to time. be something thematic to make it satisfying. Yeah, because the is not going to narratively satisfy in the same way. Yeah, you're never gonna have it where it all comes together in such a way where it like blows your mind so hard that they manage to make like they surprise you that much that it was yeah. him the whole time. That's not enough to carry a whole movie. So. No, no, no. <laughs> so you got to get at least one other thing. Yeah, and I think that they kind of did that. Yeah, I don't know. He kind of he he gets really past his whole stated goal. Yeah. Did we actually state any really bad time travel? movies mm, you said the time traveler's life you don't like it it's i mean it's a cool depiction though yeah like it's oh that's kind of a clever storytelling conceit but it's also like because he gets to like see her at a bunch of different ages yeah and it's like Bad more time. about like lovers connecting yeah. kind of yeah well, even but it's, that, that's clearly a metaphor it's a it, well there you go okay yeah. so maybe looper maybe looper is the worst one even though it's a good movie like, There's it's just not satisfying time. it's a good half of a movie I'm google quick bad time travel movies <laughs> If you don't mind. That's fine. Because there has to be some. It seems like they're ultimately good, right? Yeah, apparently. I don't think before coming in this, I would have said, yeah, time travel movies as a group are good. But maybe I just push the bad ones out of my mind. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. How about, like, what's that Jake Gyllenhaal one where he's on a train? Source Code was good. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Oh, the butterfly effect, that's bad. Oh, yeah, Never mind. We found it. Nailed it. Stamp yeah, it. The butterfly effect is bad. Butterfly effect, worst time travel movie. movie. did suck. Done. We've, we've figured it out. <laughs> that's what, Just put Ashton Kutcher in it, and it's a bad time travel movie. It doesn't matter how narratively satisfying it is or not, but bad. How about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Good. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. Perf- that's the perfect one. Yeah, that is because they treat time travel like it's stupid, which a it is. A total joke. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that movie's so good. Yeah, we don't even have to... Just yeah. go watch that now. Go watch, yeah, skip, skip everything else we said. Watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Go watch Excellent Bill and Ted's Adventure. Excellent Adventure. 